options are a beautiful thing. That's why I'm obsessed with my McDonald's order. It's ever-changing, but always me. And right now, it's only $3.49. So I can pair a tasty double cheeseburger, a delicious six-piece chicken McNuggets, or golden crispy small fries for just $3.49. My order might change depending on my mood, but that feel-good taste of Mickey D's is always the same. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. AT&T Fiber presents a straightforward moment inspired by straightforward pricing. And now we just cube the pancetta as such. So what's on the menu tonight? This carbonara I found online. It's fire. You're going to love it, Mom. I hope you hold on to this AT&T Fiber, son. It's nice. Yeah, you should settle down now that you're a good gillionaire. Oh, I am. I finally found the one internet I've been looking for my whole life. So... No more one-year stands. No, I'm done with all that. With AT&T Fiber, there's no price increase at 12 months. Uh, What about equipment fees? Nope. Those were never any good for you. Exactly. But now, everything's completely straightforward. Well, in the spirit of being straightforward, I never liked any of your old ones. Me neither. Y'all never told me that. But we're being straightforward now, which feels good, yeah? Yeah. Now let's get straightforward about that girl he's been seeing. Straightforward is better. No equipment fees, no data caps, no price increase at 12 months. Live like a gagillionaire with AT&T Fiber. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. What they don't want you to know with your host, Mr. Noriega. Is the government keeping secrets? You bet they are. And here those secrets are revealed. Teacher, seven years researching the common core of the education system. Author Noriega. What they don't want you to know. Imagine, if you will, the end of the world. Imagine living it. Imagine that your life is in your hands or in God's hands and the well-being and the life of your family, your loved ones, depends on the choices that you will make between now and the next 24 hours. Imagine if the most unimaginable storm freak of nature has happened and you find yourself without water unprepared without food and the necessities of life and everything that you know around you everyone that you know around you is now isolated stuck in their home imagine living the end of times where the cataclysms have happened And you are now facing life or death. Well, you don't have to imagine anymore because you are starting to live it, aren't you? And back in 2017, when I experienced the prehand end of the world, Category 5 Maria coming and hitting the shore and the coasts of Puerto Rico and smashing through the island I stepped into the end of the world and so with this pre-knowledge this prior knowledge I bring to you my experiences from the island of Puerto Rico and how we were able to survive and escape now that was several years ago 2017 and this last episode of the end of the world brings bits and pieces of our escape, our final escape from horror. Because if you will, if you can imagine this strike of nature, 
that leaves you unprepared and unable to communicate with everybody? If you can imagine being stuck there and only a handful of people being able to escape, well, that's what the grace of God gave us. Through the grace of God, we were able to come out of there, escape. But there were many people that were not able to escape. In fact, most of the millions of people in Puerto Rico were stuck and they had to survive in a dog-eat-dog society after the aftermath of Hurricane Maria. Now, what I want to paint in your mind in this last episode, as I play for you the final recordings of our experience as a family in this incredible disaster scenario, I want to explain to you the difficulty it was of recording live events while also trying to survive. This is why the final episode only brings you bits and pieces of what was going on, of what was immediately happening. Because I was not able to take out the phone, the video camera. I was not able to charge the phone or the video camera. And I had so very little battery left that the bits and pieces I caught were our final escape. Now in this first segment, I'm gonna play for you. Remember, this is 2017 and we are desperate. We have not had water for days. My family is starving. We are living under candlelight. And we have almost no gasoline to get us the heck out of that island. Our car has been inundated or rather stuck in what is, appears to be the whole mountain sliding down our driveway, burying my tires as we had to dig them out. Now, this segment, we are desperate. We have half a tank of gas. Why? Because we were lucky enough, as you remember from the last episode, to have waited in line for hours and hours to be able to fill up a couple of gallons of gasoline. They would let you fill up a five-gallon tank of gasoline at most. So, there we are. We have a half a tank of gas and we have to get to the nearest airport. This is our encounter as we drove desperately early in the morning at first crack of dawn, decided to escape, decided to abandon it all, the destruction, the chaos, and return home to the United States. This is our first attempt at escaping the island and being able to board a plane. With our eyes closed and no information, we drive to the nearest airport, about an hour and a half away, and mind you, we're taking away our gasoline reserves. All right, so trying to get out, um, wanting to go to the airport to see if there's any way to fly out of here, because it's hell on earth and people are starting to get hungry and thirsty, but as you can see, it's gonna be a little difficult to get through that. So, let's go in through the I'm gonna see if there's another way through to see if I can fly out, we can fly out of here. Right, this other guy's gonna try to get through, so let's see what happens here. He's trying to get out too with his family to the airport, and he's saying, I gotta get me out of here, I gotta get a ticket out of this island. 
I think three other hurricanes are coming. He's uh, pretty deep, but he's got a Jeep. I can't make it that way, so we're gonna try a different way, but he's actually desperate enough that he's trying to get out. As you can see the sign of the airport's completely torn off. He made it, he made it, he freaking made it. Oh, well, this is what you call hurricane disaster movie of all these clips. We just make a movie of the of the disaster. Here's some of the things for the airport. So it's to go to the airport. It's all closed. This one and then they've just told me that uh, I've talked to the officials and they've just told me the other two airports nearby. The big ones are closed. So, um, okay. See what happens. Now you can see in this scene that I just played for you that we failed. The airport was inundated. Literally trying to escape that airport was risking the car getting flooded out by water because the depth of the water at that airport in places was two to three feet. We made it out. But again, by the time we got back home, we had wasted another quarter tank at least round trip. Now in this next segment, in this next segment I'm gonna play for you, many things have happened. We have learned that there is one airport all the way across the island, the furthest part of the island that is open. However, there are hardly any flights coming out of that airport. And so we are hoping to get to this airport now. Mind you, this airport has been closed. But on this news day, we found out that the airport is now open for the first day and the first opportunity to escape. We learn word that tourists that are stuck on the island are being rushed home from this airport. So we desperately drive in an attempt to get to, to this airport and escape. Now, the church itself has sent an airplane to rescue all missionaries stuck in Puerto Rico, but they're not gonna rescue us. We have to find a route of escape. So we go and we experience prophecies fulfilled that were fulfilled many years later in part, the pulling out of every single missionary from the island. Now, this is eerie because we were able to watch it first, firsthand, when the doctrine of the gospel and the proclamation of the gospel was given over to the members. The First Presidency sent message to all the local leaders that now the proclamation of the gospel is being given to local leaders. And at this point, my neighbor had been investigating the church. Well, he wanted to get baptized. So guess who is there to be able to teach him the rest of the gospel? Not the missionaries, but the local leaders and myself. Now, I have to escape. So I give over the baton to the local leaders and find myself desperate with my family in the car recording this next scene as we head towards the airport and find that the airport, you better sleep over. Options are a beautiful thing. 
That's why I'm obsessed with my McDonald's order. It's ever-changing, but always me. And right now, it's only $3.49. So I can pair a tasty double cheeseburger, a delicious six-piece chicken McNuggets, or golden crispy small fries for just $3.49. My order might change depending on my mood, but that feel-good taste of Mickey D's is always the same. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Options are a beautiful thing. That's why I'm obsessed with my McDonald's order. It's ever-changing, but always me. And right now, it's only $3.49. So I can pair a tasty double cheeseburger, a delicious six-piece chicken McNuggets, or golden crispy small fries for just $3.49. My order might change depending on my mood, but that feel-good taste of Mickey D's is always the same. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. This is the end of the world. Inspiration here is intense here at the San Juan Airport. Thousands of people are trying to get back home, including myself and my family. And it's a scene of uh, grim hope. Hope that's full of hopelessness and des- desperation because, uh, unbelievably, the airlines have not brought in enough airplanes and it is a scene of carnage in here. As you can see, uh, every single airline is so booked and overflowing. People have been taken off their flights. People have been uh, canceled. I myself have tried to get a ticket to get on any single airline to get out of here, paid or unpaid, wherever it is, and, and you just can't get out of here. You're stuck. You're stuck in this place of misery and heat. You cannot even imagine how hot it is. All the people trying to fan themselves, but it's it's just so incredibly depressing. Uh, people have been here waiting for a couple of days now, and you know, you try to get on JetBlue, you try to get on on Delta or or uh, Southwest, and they were doing a humanitarian. Uh, flight here and there but then now they have some lists who knows where that mysterious list is to get onto that list and it's not that 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 i need to get on the plane free i just need to get on the plane i need to get my family on the plane so it's just uh uh, incredible lack of coordination by the airlines by the government that makes it so that we can't even get out of a bad situation and you have to ask yourself what what's happening here why isn't the government responding? There's lots of airplanes. Why isn't there planes flying out of here 24-7? Nobody knows this. Uh, uh, are they making money out of this? Well, certainly. Uh, certainly uh, American Airlines with their $1,200 ticket price tag that's overbooked already is making money out of this. But, you know, you, you can't get out of here. You can't buy those tickets. You can't buy anything. Oh, it's, it, it's, it's desperation here. And... You cannot imagine how thirsty and hungry everybody is here, but this is the only place that has any internet and so uh, any phone communication, etc. So, you know, the only choice is to stick around, try to see if we can get a flight out of here, try to see if we can get out. And that's where we're at. Now, mind you, we have left our child, our oldest son, sleeping at the airport to make sure he doesn't lose our spot in line because what we have found out is that if you get in line perhaps you are able to talk to the agent whoever's working the next day 
and see if they can somehow sell you a ticket. Now, the problem that has occurred is that nobody wants to allow you on any of the airlines. Eastern Airline, all of the airlines, every single airline available is refusing to help. I have to find myself being guided specifically by the Spirit, going from the top level of the airport and asking anybody and everybody for information, gathering pieces of the puzzle. Now, mind you, this is my gift. And so I do that well. And I do it repeatedly in this huge airport, going from the first floor to the second floor to the basement and back again, over and over again, talking to different people and the same people trying to get information and gather as much knowledge as I can so that I can get my family to safety. But, mind you, I have eight people I have to get off this island, including myself. That is so many people. How are we going to do it? Luckily, there's no pets involved. My cat, unfortunately, had died in California before we went to Puerto Rico. So now, it is me, my family, and a couple of cans of Chef Boyardee to keep us alive. My wife is almost dying because she has to nurse the baby and she hasn't drank water in three days. Luckily, a couple of people see her desperate on the edge with their own words saying, I think I was going to die. Somebody hands her a bottle of water. At the Puerto Rico airport in San Juan, the main airport, as you can see, it's not too busy, but some people are taking a little nap. This is day seven of the aftermath of the hurricane. And I'm going to see if I can get a ticket and how much I can get a ticket for. I heard they were price gouging for about $1,200 a ticket on the back of the plane to Miami. But let's see if I can get a cheaper one. Looking at Southwest, Spirit right there. That's the place I'm gonna ask. And that's where I'm going. But for the rest of the people in that airport, the desperation, the stench, the broken pipes everywhere, the sewer water in the ocean, the unbreathable atmosphere is so unbearable. It is the end of the world. Going over the canal by San Juan, and I cannot express to you the stinkiness, the level of stench coming out of that canal after the sewer pipes are broken down and just the black tar of sewer going into that canal. It's incredible. I have done my duty followed the guidance of the spirit and now I believe one of the people here has got a soft heart somehow somewhere I found one person to finally hear my story and finally get her heart softened to our family we have a chance and so over the loudspeaker I hear the hard-hearted manager saying well if your name is on this list and you have been here overnight, 
perhaps we are going to let you on the plane in a standby position. Now, mind you, at this point, you cannot get cash out of the ATM. The ATMs are down. Electricity is down. And mind you, your money cannot come out of the ATM because there are no functioning ATMs anywhere. So even if I wanted to buy a ticket, it was impossible. The only option here is charity. Charity for my family, charity for me, begging and following the guidance of the Spirit until somebody, somewhere, got softened. And that was the key. That was the key. Standby tickets. Anyway, we're at the airport uh, trying to get a ticket out. All the stations are closed, Delta, Spirit, etc. But I've learned something fantastic. I've learned that if you wait in line, you might be able to just catch a ride on one of the airplanes out of here for free. So all you got to do is sleep in that line, I guess, because I guess that line gets pretty hefty during the nighttime. So you see that line right there? Of people just slaying down, kicking it. Time to take a nap. See that? Um, I guess that line is the waiting line. So um, they're not really charging, I guess, at least not Southwest, which, thank you, Southwest Airline, for caring and letting us get the hell out of here. But anyway, Southwest, free for now. If you wait in line and if they get the family members on and whoever else wants to go. Right now the line's short, so I'm thinking two air, two plane tickets, two airline um, rides tomorrow. Maybe we can make it. Again, good news, I'm at the San Jose airport and you can get out of here if you wait in line. If you come tomorrow, the line's going to be super long, so it's camp out time. And that's the situation of the seventh day of the hurricane. Scene of utter and total pandemonium here at the San Juan Airport. Uh, Delta, Southwest, supposedly they're standby. And so there's hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people waiting to get back home. Um, I myself need to get the heck out of here. I don't know if I'm going to make it. It seems like this island has got us stuck, got a grip around us. It's hard to say. So anyway, um, I hope I can get out of here. I got confirmed flights on Southwest at 2 and 4 and another one. But who knows if I'm going to be able to get out of here. Look at this mess. It's incredible. Get me out of here. Of carnage here. Scene of carnage. As you can see, all the people there just... I mean, as far as the eye can see, just people wanting to get the heck off the island. There's no air conditioning in this freaking airport. As you can see, I'm dying as well. And, um, but good news. <laughs> Unbelievable. I got the tickets. I got the tickets. We are leaving. Look at this beautiful thing here. Tickets out of the island. Off the island. And let me tell you something about this. Um, I couldn't buy any tickets, but somehow um, I persuaded uh, them to give me free tickets. And so I persuaded them to give me free tickets off the island. Talk about major blessing, but anyway, um, didn't have to pay anything for them, would have paid anything for them. I am off the island. I have to wait standby. I've been here since yesterday, uh, just, just waiting to get off the island somehow and we made it. We're off the island, off of zombie land. And 
it's about uh, two o'clock right now. I've been here since, like I said, since last night, but it's been an ordeal and a half. Uh, oh gosh, no, unbelievable. Uh, but I can't believe it. I got the tickets and I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And we're out of here. <sighs> Finally, we are going to be boarded. Now we have a can, and this is my only regret. We have a can of Chef Boyardee and another can. I have two cans for my entire family. We've been there for days. There's been this little old lady there talking to me the whole time, asking for help to get her on the plane because she can see my skills. Now the spirit, the feelings inside of me, told me that I should share my last meal with this lady. But as I looked at my family, I... I thought we we don't have enough. It's us or die. And so I kept my two cans for the eight of us. We ate them and I saw this lady and she she was starving. I know. I regret it. But this was the end of the world. What would you do? Would you share your last morsel? Or would you give it only to you and yours. We were ill-prepared, but we had something. And as we were boarding the plane, as they called our name, as they called us to get onto that plane, and the people that were on that list, they called them all. I regretted for many months afterward because I thought that lady didn't make it on. But one time when I was talking to my wife, she said, no, no, she was in front of us. She got on the plane. You didn't notice. I noticed her. She was on the plane. And at that moment, I, this weight of the world fell off me. I want you to watch this last clip as we escape the island. But I want to tell you, I want to tell you that the decisions that you have to face at the end of the world being ill-prepared will vex you and tax the very sinews of your soul. Will you be Christ-like when the moment comes? Or will you be self-preserving? From Zombie Island, I can't believe we made it on the plane. Now that's a good, good thing. What do you think, Nick? In this final segment, you see me talking about an ATM machine as if it was the most wonderful thing in the world. But you don't understand, being able to put your card into an ATM machine after having gone through the end of the world and having absolutely no resources was a thing of beauty. You have no idea what it's like to be dirty, to look like you've gone through an atomic bomb explosion, you and your family in rags. You have no idea how it is. And to come out of this, and to see an ATM machine. Well, here's the segment for you as we land in Miami. It's passing by this ATM over here just a second ago, this Chase ATM, and I got excited. I was thinking to myself, well, <clears throat> why am I excited? Why am I so excited? And I realized it's because just a few days ago in that horrible 
place in uh, Puerto Rico, I was fighting for our life. And getting money out of that ATM was was what needed to happen. And so now I'm looking at an ATM just for a second. And I say, hey, I got I to gotta get something out of there. I don't know what. But I keep forgetting I'm in. These are the aftershocks of of the going through an experience like I just have. But uh, I keep forgetting I'm back in civilization. Now all of this we went through. And I have to say, I'm grateful for many things. First of all, most of all, that we were able to return that friggin' television set and get cash back at Costco. That was crazy because they said, well, do you want cash or do you want that put in your card? I had about $900 cash, people. I don't know where that came from because <laughs> I was buying a big screen TV. I didn't expect there to be a crack in it when I got home. My goodness, the mercies of God. And also the day before, the day before the hurricane hit, I decided to go to the grocery store and instead of just get like a few things and get a half a cart, I actually filled up two carts with cans. This is what kept us alive for the next couple of weeks. This is what helped us survive. Now, the most incredible thing that happened to us is that we were in Miami. We were stuck. That's not where we're from. We needed to get all the way across country back to California, people. Nobody was going to help, but we came there by the grace of Southwest Airlines that let us on the plane for free. Remember, in Puerto Rico, they were the only ones that softened after having gone through one airline to the other to the other and that day having only two flights fly out of Puerto Rico we were on one of them my goodness sake and it was to the generosity of Southwest Airlines I don't want to mention the other airlines the Easterns the Westerns whatever the spirits I don't want to mention those people because they were not helpful but Southwest saw it in their heart to let us out and so, well, what do I do in this occasion? It was close to midnight. The airport in Miami was very scarce. And I went up to a teller, one teller in Miami. And I said to her, you know what? My family and I, and she could tell, we look like ragamuffins, just escaped Puerto Rico. Look at us. We need to get all the way back to California. Is there any way that you could put us on an airplane? Now, this was crazy. She called her manager, and I wanna tell you, by miracle, without money, without having to pay, we got on that plane. And she even offered to buy us some McDonald's food. Here, take my last. I only brought $10. I'm sorry. Go feed your family at McDonald's. I said, no, no. We have an ATM and there's money for food. It just didn't work in Puerto Rico. And I explained to her what we'd just been through. And as she was aghast, she also had the charity of Christ in her heart. And she made it possible for us, just like that 
manager in Puerto Rico made it possible for us to get on that plane and get home. Now, I have been to the end of the world and back, and I understand what it's like to be ill-prepared when calamities fall upon you. This is why I bring you these episodes, so you understand that these times are coming. These times have begun. As you can see, our world is defiled with the secret society of men. The prices of everything are going up. And as Biden laughs and says, <laughs> of course there's a famine coming. I want you not to find yourself desperate. Because the one thing I knew in Puerto Rico is this is not our world. God will let us get out of this. But this, the United States, is your world. It is my world. And when the persecutions and the destructions and the end of the world is eminent upon us we won't have a plane ticket to escape because this will be our world the end of our world and so do you find yourself ill-prepared do you find yourself completely lacking will you face your family members your sons and daughters tugging at your coat saying we're hungry? Will you face the challenges and the temptations to not be Christ-like and not be able to share because you have nothing to share? Or will you be prepared? My experience was to bring to you the desperateness and the desperate nature it is to be ill-prepared at the end of the world. I've said this to many people. In the end, you need to not only be physically prepared, but you need to be mentally prepared for the worst, for the stress of every day. And you need to be spiritually prepared so that that God in heaven, like he helped us, can help you through the calamities that are coming. Because you are needing his help there is no other way out of it there is no other way than through miracles to escape and if you are ill prepared then you will die with the rest of them prepare because the end is here this is the end of the world what they don't want you to know with your host Mr. Noriega is the government keeping secrets? You bet they are. And here, those secrets are revealed. Teacher, seven years researching the common core of the education system. Author Noriega. What they don't want you to know.